Morning, everyone. Freyla from Hanukkah. Welcome back. Um, coming to you live near Beis de Hanukkah. Second day of Hanukkah over here. Returning and resuming our Derech Hashem series from the CBS Community Kailo of Summerton, CBS Community Kailo of Summerton, Philadelphia. And um, we are beginning a new parak this morning of Derech Hashem, of the Parak Dalid. So we are in Chelek Aleph, Parak Dalid, Simon Aleph. And we're moving right along in the, in the, in the um, first chilek. Remember, the first chilek is, is um, on the topic of, of um, the Ramchal's title was Al-Klal Yesoidus Hametzius Uprotoisov. First chilek of the Sefer, the first out of four, is giving us a general overall rundown description of reality, the universe, the universe, what we see. And what it's there for, what its function is, and why it's there. Reality. And to understand reality, we begin with Hashem. Because reality comes from Hashem. That's why we began Chelek Aleph with definitions of what Hashem is. And that led us to the purpose of creation. And that led us to the nature and the dynamic of man himself. And we continue in this theme to Perik Dalud. Now that we've gone from Hashem to the purpose of this world, to the stages of this world, to the stages of man's existence, and how man goes from one stage to the next. Now we have to zoom in a little bit further, put the next layer on this edifice, on this structure that Ramchal is creating, and zoom in and understand in a more specific way, with more, with more details, man's functioning in stage one and man's functioning in stage two. The interplay and interaction. So, Man's specifics in his terms of in terms of his condition and his functioning and his setup in this world, Ailam Hazeh, and the the courses, options, and um, opportunities that are available to him in navigating this world. Okay, so you know, Perik Dalit is going to be zooming in in stage one. That's because what the Ramchal told us. For the next Perek, we are going to be getting a more detailed and more specific um, take perspective and discussion on stage one, the Olam Ha'avoida, the realm of work, the realm of toil and labor, Olam Ha'azah, this world, how man functions in this world and how this world is supposed to function for man. So let's see that right now. Aleph, regarding man's state in this world, there's two overall categories we have to um, establish and that we're going to explore. Those two categories of discussion are the setup of man himself and his component parts and how they are how they are uh, assembled together. Man himself, one, 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 one focus has to be on man himself, how he functions, how he's assembled, how he operates in this world. And second of all, the environment that he's been placed in um, and all that accompanies him throughout the environment, all, everything that he encounters in that environment. So basically, man and his environment. Man is in, and his environment. We're going to take a more detailed look and take on that now in, uh, in this parak. And let's plug this in over here. Got it? Okay, perfect time, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right. 
Bays. Okay, so that was a pretty short simon. Uh, Let's move on to Bays. Bebechinas Adam Atzmai. When it comes to man himself. Hine. Kvar zacharnu eichu murkov echad. Murkov echad. Shenis rachvu boy shnei hafachim. We've already presented and mentioned that a person is really a tarti de sasri. He's a contradiction in terms. A person is something that shouldn't exist. He is a compound of two ap- two substances, two elements that are two opposites of one another. And some of them are connected together. The hainu anashamabhaguf. The soul and the body. Two items, two entities, each one is mamish in, 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 in diametric opposition to the other. Says Ramchal, here we see where he's going to throw some new details, new discoveries, and new explorations in, building off of the, the basics that we've had till now. If you think about, says the Ramchal, and we analyze the set of a man, this compound substance of the soul and the body, the Nesham and the Guf, the body certainly has a head start. The earthly, physical nature of man gets there first. That's Rishoni Boy. The Toldoisab, Chazakos by Ma'oid, and its effects on man are quite powerful. It got there first, and it has a very powerful hold over man. All of our physical urges and our materialistic drives are quite powerful, and really because of the fact that they're first. Kihine, Miyad as soon as a new, spe- a new, a new, a new specimen of the human race is born, a new person has emerged into this world. As right after birth, Kamat Kulei he's almost entirely just a physical um, being, something that's entirely corporeal, physical, material, something that's earthly. And what he means is that. Is one writhing mass of physical needs, urges, desires, and 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 uh, satiations. That's what a baby is. We mentioned this the other day, and here the Ramchal is spelling it out for us. A baby is something that just wants to eat, to sleep, and has a very, very uh, convincing way of making it clear when it wants to eat, when it wants to sleep, and when it wants to be changed. That's all physical, that's the entirety of this, of this, of this newborn. Intelligence is, 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 is almost not there, it's barely there. Seichel, intelligence. Intelligence doesn't mean intelligence, it means being able to communicate, being able to see uh, get a stimulus and a reaction on an intellectual level. What? Yeah, exactly. It all goes together. What Mamish ties in, what we were speaking of, a lot of things that we spoke at yesterday, we're going to see now inside the, the difference between, you know, stages of development of, of a human being and, and you know, before pre and post It says, it's Chazal say, um, connected to that Chazal, that before the Chet, Heirayan, Leida, everything, and, 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 and Gidol is all in one day. It's, it's instantaneous, command, all in one day. Um, so, so the Neshama comes into a body that's just a rising, a, a shtick, I don't want to say a shtick fleish, but, uh, but that's really what it is, right? It's, it's just a, 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 a chatichas basr ba'alma, 
It's all physical, all chamri, and there's barely any any activity that's discernible in terms of the neshama's presence in that body. Neshama is certainly there, because otherwise it wouldn't be alive. Where do you see the neshama? You know, you see the neshama. Baby that tracks items in the room, tracks motion, is able to focus on things. That's the bare flickerings, bare glimmerings of intelligence. That's where it is. It's barely there. Are you asking something? Yeah, how do we know uh, the neshama is coming to the body, but nobody to the neshama? What do you mean? What do you mean nobody? What do you mean nobody to the neshama? Okay, the same. Always the same. The body comes out of the womb. The body emerges, and the neshama comes down from Shemaim. And. Um, that's birth. As opposed to what? You want to say that the body should go up to Shemaim and find the neshama come back down? How do we know this for sure? The, uh, How do we know there's a neshama there? Yeah, no, the neshama's coming. How do we know? Exactly. We always say neshama's coming to the body, the neshama leaving the body. Why maybe it's backwards? If the neshama wouldn't be there, the body wouldn't be able to be alive. The neshama can't be alive without, the body can't be alive without a neshama there. The body outside the mother's womb needs a neshama. That's how we know. Remember, the Ramchal told us already, we have, there's two um, effects that the neshama has on the body. Two things that the neshama does for the body in being connected to the body. One is intelligence and being able to in, interact with my environment, analyze my environment, think, talk, communicate, intelligence. That's the neshama. Without neshama, we don't have any intelligence. And life, the neshama is there to animate the body and keep the body alive. And that, again, we were talking about the other day, is only by birth. In, in the womb, the neshama is not really present in the body yet. So what is keeping the body alive in the womb? That's why we, in Lamas, why we always say, it's the mother keeping the, the mother's neshama extending to the body. But a body can't be alive without a neshama there. If someone is alive, and we said even the person who's Rahman al-Islam on the life support system, comatose, there's still a neshama there. And that's why that life is so sacred. That's why that life is worth fighting for, because there's still a neshama. Barely connected, but still connected. This is those two intelligence and life. So that's how we know the neshama is there. Yeah. If the neshama only comes at birth, how is it that we had like Yaakov and Esau being rotzim in, in the womb? They seem to have some kind of intelligence in there, or was it like yeah, one <laughs> exception to the rule, maybe? No, not an exception to the rule. Um, not an exception to the rule. Yeah, that's a good question. That has to be uh, that has to be addressed and understood. It's a good question. It's a good question. The bottom line is that neshama really is, is, is present in the guf. It's fully present in the guf by, by birth, by later. Um, that's that's what you know makes halachic nafkamis. That's what ubri erchimo. It comes from that idea. Um, well, as we mentioned yesterday in passing, so you have abortion, right? It's aser, but uh, it's not. Doesn't have a shame ritzicha for a yid for a yid to do that. Because there's no, because the neshama is not really there yet, right? So it's it's something that has potential for a neshama. So there's an iser to perform it, but it's not. You're not called. It's not called shvichas damim. Not called shvichas damim. Not meiser ritzicha yet. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of dots that this connects up with. But bottom line is, bottom line is, um, the neshama is present in the guf from birth and on. It has to be present in the in in, in the guf from birth and on because otherwise there's no life. Can't be life. So, like Ramesh was asking, how do we know the neshama is there? Baruch Hashem, there's a neshama there. <laughs> right? Baruch Hashem. There's a neshama. And we can think, we can talk, that's, that's the other indicator of a neshama. 
Yeah, but you can say, okay, you, the brain is dead, where is the neshama's on the brain, okay? Or the neshama is there less when there's brain death. Okay, what about the, uh, but the heart, still there, heart but attack? People, the life support so system is, is assisting, is helping so the neshama, the neshama ca- stay connected. The neshama should be an old body. Is, is still but grabbing, is holding on to the goof like this, so barely, barely ha- hanging on to the goof. And the life support system is allowing the neshama still to hang on to the goof. But when you shut off, Shama goes flying. To the party. Right. Yes, but we, but we, we try to preserve life as long as possible. And the Shamas was sent down here with a job. As we, we mentioned this in the past, the Rebunshim sends the Shamas down. And the Shamas don't want to be here, but they're sent down here for a job. It's not our right, not our decision to determine when that job is done. A Kodesh Baruch sent it down. It's Kodesh Baruch call, not our call. But anyway, getting back to... Uh, to the paragraph, to, to the matter at hand. So, so here we have, we're connecting immediately with, with something that we discovered yesterday, which is um, there's, there's a, 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 a um, critical and profound difference between the development of human being and the development of an animal, an animal, or an animal. Animals, you know, go from infancy to, um, you know, uh, whatever you could call adulthood in a, uh, fairly quickly. Fairly quick doesn't take them that long, you know, uh, to, to be able to walk and, and eat and feed and whatever. doesn't take them that long at all. The human being takes a very, very, very long time. And the Ramchal is expanding on that now. And he, he's telling us that the reason for this is, is a... a um, fundamental difference between animal development and, and people development, which is a function of a fundamental difference between animal intelligence and human intelligence. So let's speak this out. The Ramchal doesn't get into animals over here. But there's animal intelligence and human intelligence. They're two different types of in- intelligence. Animal intelligence is really something you could call instinct. It's instinct. It's not really intelligence. Animals don't have intelligence, you know, as much as pet owners may may, uh, may, may um, um, insist otherwise, animals have instinct, and animals that can be trained have highly trainable instincts. Highly trainable instincts. Thank you very much. Um, but ultimately, it's just instinct. It's not a function of intelligence. Animals can't reason. They can't analyze Although sometimes, you know, it looks like they're effecting such behavior. Again, it's really highly developed instinct that animals have. Intelligence requires a tafkid, a mission, an objective, a goal in life. And intelligence requires a neshama. Intelligence requires bechira. Intelligence bechira, bechira requires intelligence. And intelligence is there for someone who needs to have bechira. Animals don't have bechira. Animals don't have a mission. They don't have a tafkid. They don't have a purpose on their own right. Animals do have instinct. Instinct is, you know, they have the, the urges and instincts, um, self-preservation, survival, reproduction, keeping themselves fed and sheltered. Those are all instincts. Those are all linked to the physical, physical um, uh, um, part of an animal, which is really the entirety of an animal. 
So it looks like intelligence in an animal, again, even highly intelligent animals, is just highly refined instincts, but it's not more than that. And that's why animals can develop so quickly, because there's nothing resisting that instinct in the, in the, in the um, makeup of an animal, because instincts lie in physicality. If I care, they're, they're all physicality. They're, they're called kulai, physical, and, and uh, they're a kli that's muchan umazuman, a kli kibul, a receptacle that's just waiting for that instinct because it's all physicality. But by a person, intelligence is not a function of instinct. Intelligence is a function of the neshama. Intelligence, the ability to analyze, shots up, interact with my environment, compute my environment, c- calculate my environment, make proper and appropriate decisions based on my environment, that's bechiro, that's a function of the neshama. And that is something that's unique to mankind. The neshama comes into a goof that is the Ramchal's pointing out that's an entirely shtick flesh. That's called kulei chaymer, called kulei physicality, material, and, and, and the neshama can barely get in there. The neshama can barely get in there because the neshama is trying to get, to get into a, 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 a kli which is not ready to receive that neshama. It's a kli that is opposed to the neshama, a kli that just wants to take care of its instincts and urges, where the neshama wants to do much more than that, wants to give intelligence. Not just instinct. And that's why the Ramchal says that you barely see the neshama. He refrains, no, he doesn't say that there's no neshama, the neshama's not there, bichlal. He says it's barely there. It, it, it comes into a body that's 99.9% chaymer, and the neshama shows up in the barest of ways. It's there 0.01%, the Ramchal said. Um, it's barely there. Where do you see it? Even in an infant, you can see reaction. You can see, you know, Eyes tracking things, maybe um, you can see. Responses to different to changes in its environment, you can see that. To the, but it's barely there. It's barely there. Are you saying that that's not instinct? Certain certain aspects are not instinct. Yeah. Like being able to run. What? Like being able to run right away. I mean. That's instinct. That's definitely instinct. That's why. Animals have no problem with that because animals are entirely physical and the instincts are entirely physical. Whereas with a man, much of what's in an animal instinct is by man given over to man's intelligence. So the neshama to control determine because we have a neshama that's there to control and determine things. Um, yeah. Okay. There are certainly instincts in the newborn as well. You know, the fact that when, when the baby's hungry, it cries. When it's tired, it cries. When it needs to be changed, it cries. Those are, those are physical reactions and responses. There is a, a bare, bare, bare um, a, a amount of the neshama. And again, this is you know, where you would see things outside of immediate physical needs and urges. That's where you would see the neshama. The neshama has a hard time. The neshama is, is fused to this goof, but it's, it's very difficult for the neshama slash seichel intelligence, the seed of Bechira, to do anything with this guf because the guf is so opposed to the neshama. It's so heavy and so um, weighty and it got there first. It got there first. So that, re- that, that, that sets the stage for this progression, this development that we were talking about yesterday. Let's see the Ramchal go- take this further. Um, as a child grows and develops, the seichel is able to get a little bit further and further and is able to penetrate a little bit more and more and more as the 
guf is able to get used to the seichel, accept the seichel more, be makabal the seichel more, that allows the seichel to penetrate further, to, de- to, to, to permeate further, and to, and to uh, affect further the, the guf. And this is essentially, this is the lumdas behind the development of a child, an infant, a child, an adolescent, is the guf becoming more conditioned to the seichel, the guf becoming more of a kli that can be makabal the seichel, and the seichel being able to permeate that guf more. That's why this, the development of a human being takes so much longer than that of an animal. Even though, says Ramchal, even, sorry, even as, even as the, the neshama develops its way into the guf, and, and, and the guf develops in a way that the neshama is able to penetrate and permeate more, that does not um, prevent the physical end of things, the instincts and the urges and the desires of the guf from still pulling the guf away from the seichel. In other words, what he's saying is, it's not a guarantee that just because, you know, we age and we grow and we develop and the seichel is more present in us and the seichel is more of a presence in us, that automatically now, that tips the control the other way. Now, automatically, the charge, of course not, because, again, there's no point in Avaidah. The, 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 the physical urges and, and, and needs and desires that got there first are still very much present as well, and still able to affect and influence as well, even as our Seichel develops. The goal is, as we progress and grow in wisdom, and we train ourselves further um, in allowing the Seichel to guide us, and we reinforce the, the uh, approach that the intelligence wants to give us to life. That allows us, it gives us the strength in, in the, in the um, capabilities of suppressing, overcoming those physical urges and, and, and pulls. And a person is, is doing things the right way, he does not throw the reins of Tivus out of his hands. And he strengthens, girds himself from you. And 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 um, and uh, um, constantly is reinforcing this approach to life of following the, the approach of seichel. Now the Ramchal just said a beautiful line in describing the uh, the ideal of a person who is exercising a seichel properly, going with the intelligence o- over the instincts, and the ultimate madrig that a person is supposed to shoot for. Is is and we've mentioned this so many times in different settings. It's come up in Derech Hashem. It's come up in 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 in, in Evan Shleimah. The idea is not that I don't have a Yetzer Hara anymore. Not that I don't have Tivus anymore. Not that I don't have physical urges and and desires anymore. But the issue, the, the, the ideal is I'm fully in charge. I'm fully in, in in control. I'm in the control tower. I'm in the driver's seat. It's there, but I'm fully in charge. And listen to this lashon. He said, "Lo yishlach resin I have the reins. The reins are in my hand. I have tivus. I have physical urges. I, I, I have all that. But I'm fully in charge. I'm fully in control. And it's not bucking me off its back, this bucking bronco. Rather, I'm steering the carriage. I, it goes exactly where I want it to go, when I want it to go. The reins are in my hands. What happens if you have this carriage and you throw the reins down, and the horse knows that you threw the reins down, then it's free rein. The free rein. Those horses go where they want to go. And... Uh, the degree to which I developed and trained them and, and made them quite strong, they're use, going to use that strength now in a chaotic way as soon as I throw the reins away. So the ideal is, about of those horses are there, the, the tivas are there, but I'm the one with the reins in my hands. Um, okay, we'll stop over here. There's a, just to get, let everyone go to the mikvah for the Hanukkah Masib over here to enjoy the...
receive it properly. And um, we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow. How to explain this? Okay, how to explain a kid who is about uh, 12, 13, 14 years and he's in the college already? Yeah.